Jenny Lausanne. I'm so good at this. I'm so good at this. Yeah, I practice. Me, ma, mo, me, me, ma. Juno, yeah, that didn't work. Juno nominated singer songwriter, Gemini award winning puppeteer. Didn't know that, did you? Award winning screen actress, multi nominated stage actress, filmmaker, and um, kickboxer. I don't know. I thought I'd throw that in. Have you I ever done kickboxing? You did? Oh, Kung Fu was my Kung Fu, okay. Anyway, uh, Jenny will be performing at Ken Whiteley's Gospel Brunch tomorrow afternoon, November 26th. Indigenous Spirit Songs will feature artists of First Nations, Métis, and Inuit heritage. And here's Ken's quote. I've always tried to present an open-ended range of musical styles and forms of spiritual expression at these Sunday afternoon gospel shows at Hughes Room. While all of the shows have been unique, I'm particularly excited particularly excited about our November 26th show titled Indigenous Spirit Songs. It will be a wonderful celebration of Indigenous voices conveying significant diversity of musical expression. So uh, Jenny will be there tomorrow, and that is something you need to go to. Pleasure to have you in the studio. You seem pretty chilled. Can I just start with that? Are you, have you always been this laid back? No. So no. you've worked on it. I well, you know, it's kind of a little bit of an oxymoron to work at being chilled. So but, yeah. well said. Yeah. Um, Why I'm are just you older. So I'm, I'm older. I, I, I totally get <laughs> it. I, I'm past the fifty mark, man. It's like I don't have to work so hard. Exactly. I can actually just be and yeah, I just carried around a lot of baggage too for a while. And went, wow. One day I woke up and went, gee, that stuff's really heavy. That's heavy. Yeah, just gonna put that down. Yeah. But, wow, it's so much more enjoyable. Isn't it amazing? <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh. Well, welcome. Thank yeah. you for being here. And uh, as I got to know you a little bit uh, through doing a wee bit of research, the number th- one thing that got me the most excited about you being here. No, it's not the way you look. The puppeteering, I know. Yes, yes. Mr. Dressup. I know, I know, I know. He was so awesome. He was such an awesome man. And his wife was fanta- equally fantastic. Ernie Coombs. Yep. There's a guy I wish I'd met. Yeah. Um, and who's the hilarious House of Frightenstein guy, Tim? Billy Van. Billy Van. I wish I'd met him as well. I wish I'd met the friendly giant. Yeah. Gord Downey. I'm not so sure I'd be kosher with meeting Mr. Rogers. He just kind of creeped me out a little bit. But He know. was an equally wonderful guy. But Ernie was really special. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. Like, he really he really walked the walk. Like, he, he was, you know, they genuinely loved children. And That's good. Yeah. And what a horrible yeah. story about the way his wife died, getting hit it, by a car on a sidewalk, I think, was the That was story. pretty hard, actually. We were taping that day, and uh, Ernie and his wife were uh, headed to the theater or the opera or something that evening, and okay. he had gone off and at lunch hour and bought these beautiful purple flowers. I remember them being purple. I don't know if they were, but... And uh, and she never showed up. And, and I remember we all sort of waited around for a while, and then and then I left. And then the next day I heard it was it was terrible. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And and what did that do to him? Well, like, you know, he, he was must a, have he was changed. Prof- after well, that, no? he was a professional, though. I saw him in the studio, and I saw him in a work environment. So, um, and we had just finished the season, and so he he really had a time to. Um, do what he needed to do. And then the next time I saw him, he was uh, gung-ho and back being of the professional. That sure, he was, but, sure. Um, but they were very close. And so I, it's, nice? I mean, I think it changes everybody, right? Yeah, yeah. Like you can't not be changed when something like that happens. Okay, well, let's get started with the awkward white guy questions. Okay. What are you? 
Yeah. <laughs> That's the way I dance. Um, <laughs> what I'm are a, you? I'm an over 50 female. <laughs> Why do you have that skin, that beautiful skin that you have? Well, Where does you know, that come from? I have from? an amazing mixture of uh, a number of different nationalities. I am uh, the the walking example that we can all get along. <laughs> right. Okay, good. Yep. Uh, so my mother was Scandinavian. She was Finnish and Swedish. Um I think there was a bunch of other things in there, too. My okay. father was Métis, so he was French, uh, Ojibwe, Cree. Um, yeah, lots of lots of different mixtures all in one beautiful package, I what, think. What did your father give to you as far as the Métis stuff well, and the, and the really attitude and the thinking and the mindset? And the, I mean, anything? Um, no, nothing, actually. Um, so... Uh, it was a complicated time, um, a- as it has been for the last several hundred years in Canada, in terms of um, celebrating Indigenous identity, celebrating Indigenous culture. Um, my father went through a residential school system. Uh, all of that stuff was um, very discouraged, not allowed, or against the law. So, yeah. you know, it, it, it creates a very complex energy, and I, my father struggled with that a lot uh, all his life. Um, beautiful uh, piano player, beautiful uh, artist, but even struggled with that term, mm. in terms of creative expression. Like, is creative an ex- expression other than, you know, because he loved jazz, is that acceptable? Uh, he grew up Catholic, very Catholic. Um, are those creative expressions uh, sinful or not? He struggled with that a lot. Really? He really struggled with that a lot. And at one point, he just decided that he was going to stop painting, which broke my heart. Oh, yeah. Was he forced Catholic? Well, I, you know, it's hard to say. I mean, his his parents were devout. I mean, it's very. It was. I mean, going way back. I mean, down back to the days of of Louis Riel and and uh, Métis rebellion and the, like. Catholicism was a was a foundation. Uh, of that belief system, and you know, I- intermixed with uh, with First Nations cultural spirituality as well. But um, but the Catholic Church was a was a very it was a, a stronghold in that community, mm. and and that passed down for several generations. So, and very much a part of the school that my dad went to was was um, a boys' school that was uh, primarily looking to. Um, uh, put those boys into the seminary, which my dad ended up going to in Edmond until he ran away and then went to the Vancouver School of Art. <laughs> what a great story. I love it. Yeah. 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 So good. Just realized that wasn't for him. But, you know, it was part of the culture. It was part of growing up. It was part of what was needed also to be adopted in order to uh, survive. You know, I mean, if cultural practices were outlawed, then you turned to the spiritual practice that was yeah. was being offered to yeah. you. Right? How would people most, well, sorry, what would people most associate your name with? Jenny Lausanne, what what would... Well, it's a very common French name, so... No, uh, but you, you, French, but as, me, you as a, as a performer, well, where, where would people have seen you or well, recognized you the most? I mean, they wouldn't, under, they wouldn't, oh, that's the lady behind the the granny puppet? On, yeah, you was it grandma? You, what just was see it? My, you, just, you don't see my right arm, you just see the puppet. Yeah. yeah. I have a famous right arm. Yes, there yes, you go. Don't, you don't see it. You know, my elbow okay. was in uh, Cinderella Man, the eh. movie. <laughs> that was about it. Um, well, I mean, that's been a hard thing, I think, in terms of um, I'm just a very multidisciplinary artist, yeah. and uh, my artistic practices, the way that I look at art and creativity is that they all come from the same seed of the tree, and all of the different disciplines that I have are just different branches on the tree. And I love it when they all converge and they come together. Um, 
you know, the way that I sing songs is a very, a very theatrical storytelling way, and the way that my uh, I write poetry and music is a very theatrical way as well. Um, and my theater is very musical. So, <coughs> right. Uh, and the puppeteering is just fun. <laughs> it's just fun. Right? Uh, so um, good for you. you. Yeah, it's hard. I think it's really hard to identify me in one sure. specific thing. Sure. Um, well, this is a weird question before we get you to do your first song, but. Yep. Uh, when your death comes, who asks a question like this? When you yeah. die, how do you want to be remembered? Well, you know, it's it's interesting that you ask that because a very a very beautiful woman in the indigenous community just passed away suddenly a few weeks ago. Her name was Kathy Elliott, and she was an incredible um, woman. Hmm. And we had a celebration of her life just a few days ago, and the circles of people that came were unbelievable like the like the, the variety cr- the cross section of, of you know okay, yeah. Sheridan students in the musical theater department to you know a lot of people from the aboriginal community to uh the french community like people from all over came and 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 uh, you know one of the things that i realized was that she was she was the pebble that had been thrown into the water and all of the different ripples had had gone out and all of mm. those circles had convened and come together and and it was really extraordinary just i mean i, I hope for the same how do you and I well, hope yeah but what, so so what i hear really you saying is it. i want a lot of people to come to my funeral well i hope it's a party <laughs> I, and i don't i i'm actually yeah i should probably put that in my will i i just i, I think it's really important that it's a party yeah. and a celebration um i mean i know grief is grief but i think it's a, it needs to be a celebration. After we do this first song that we're going to do with you, you I want to come back and ask you another kind of off-putting question, which I don't think is maybe gets asked a whole lot in interviews. But after you die, what do you think is going to happen to you? Okay, we'll ask you that after okay, this later. song. Okay, later. Oh, yeah, you've just yeah. set up the question. I just want to oh, set I it see. up. Just It's <laughs> okay. the hook. Um, what song are we going to do first? Well, you know what? Jenny? I am going to grab my drum. Okay. Uh, tell us, tell the radio people about this drum because it looks different than a um, than an Irish baron. So this is a traditional native drum. This is actually um, uh, made with an elk skin, so it has a, a much um, deeper tone to it. The hand drum is a is a woman's drum, um, and there's many teachings around the drum certainly but it is a as a connection to spirit mm-hmm. it's the easiest way to put that so i'm going to sing a song that um that i wrote a few years ago that was is on my uh, third album uh, my third album was um me just being really tired of the music industry and touring and and trying to make a living and i thought you know i just want to make an album of things that i want to do so um so i made a song uh, an album of what i call contemporary uh contemporary traditional flute and drum songs. Okay, all right. (laughs) Um, This particular song was actually written a long time ago for a theater production called The Beavers, and um, it's a song uh, from the voice of Mother Earth. Okay, all right. Folks, uh, live on the Drew Marshall Show, Jenny Lozan. When I call There's no answer When I breathe How it hurts me When I sing Are you listening? 
kiss you Do you feel me? Someday you want me Someday you want me I'll be gone Someday you want me Someday you want me I'll be gone I'm sore My heart is weary When you're lost I am near you When you're hungry I will feed you When you're bare I will close you When you're lonely I am in you Someday you want me Someday you want me I'll be gone Someday you want me Someday you want me I'll be gone Someday Someday you want me, I'll be gone. Someday you want me. Someday you want me, I'll be gone. I'm sore. My heart is weary. Heal now, complete the circle. I'm sore, my heart is weary. Heal now, complete. Powerful stuff, man. Powerful. Yeah. Jumping. Um, okay. Oh, man. Yeah, I was just, you know, I was contemplating, like, because we forget sometimes how important our earth is. And, you know, a lot of uh, traditional teachings uh, talk about our, our mother, our earth being our mother. And, mm. and, uh, and I was just thinking, well, one day, what happens if she dies? Then mm. what happens to us, right? So um, that relationship, I think, is super important. And we're, we're certainly more aware of that now, hopefully. Mm. <laughs> well, of course, okay, this, so this is a nice segue into the question I asked before the song, which is, when you die, what do you think is going to happen to you? Um, well, 
I have been taught and told by the elders that I work with that um, being on the physical plane is a dream and that in fact our, our, uh, the reason that we come here is to expand our, our non-physical awareness and, and, and knowledge. So it's a, it's, a, it's a school. It's a place to come to go to school. And so I think I've learned some pretty awesome things this time around, <laughs> and I look forward to um, taking that knowledge back to uh, being my true self, which is on the spirit realm. So being your true self in the spirit realm yep. means reincarnation, means floating, means coming back. Is I, what, What's well, next we call, for you? We, there's a lot of teachings around... Um, star beings or uh, where our ancestors live um, and I, it, you know it's hard to grasp because I, I don't think we have the logic to really really understand what that is right but it uh, having lost my mother at a really young age how, how old were you <laughs> I was 12 okay, and th- um, hold on hold on yep that blows yeah, That's so horrible. It was. It was. Uh, it. I didn't. I mean, I'm still. I think I'm still sort of processing that, especially sure. since mother daughter relationships are so important and so strong, sure. right? Um, but it, it. I asked a lot of these questions when, and my mother at the time was into what was like Edgar Casey and what was considered at the time to be occult. Um, uh, and and you know, she had this bookcase that was just full of in, in, incredible books and incredible things. So I. I uh, did a lot of thinking very early on on um, on what this was, but I've uh, managed to put those in with some of the teachings and the times that I've spent with the, spent with elders who have uh, taught me a lot, mm. and um, and I look at death now as a celebration, and it's not that I look forward to it because I actually really enjoy my time here, <laughs> and have way more things to do and a lot more to accomplish, but um, but it's not something that I fear anymore. So you're not afraid of dying no at all no i hope it's just a pleasant one and not and not too traumatic you know sure <laughs> yeah. yeah i just you know i hope my death is traumatic for other people but I might, well it will yeah. be <laughs> i mean who's gonna take over the show <laughs> oh, no that's not, that's called blessing actually. <laughs> that's what that is somebody's um, got to ask those really hard questions and it's gonna uh, be you um when it comes to the the spirituality of the metis people how would you best and succinctly describe that. Oh, By the way, I love in your one earrings. Sentence, you mean? Love your earrings. <laughs> yes, in one sentence. Yeah. Oh God. You, well, you can do two if you like. Twitter just doubled their load, so we can do it here too. Well, I think you know the, one of the things that makes that complicated again is that um, you know a lot of us are finding our way home, our way back. Um, because uh, Métis culture is certainly connected to First Nations Indigenous culture, right? It's a, it's a, it's a, and it's a combination. Uh, I like to think of Métis people as bridges, but um, but I think fundamentally the most important thing is that connection to the earth, uh, the the understanding of the power of nature, and um, well, that sounds like paganism, right? Well, we were called pagans, yeah. and you know that was when, when in first contact, that was certainly the perception of uh, of our uh, spiritual beliefs and our 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 way of our way of working within community mm-hmm. was different, um, and all of that was pegged as paganism. 
Yeah. So that certainly, it's interesting that certainly word, has been um, – that word has been attached to Yeah, and that word in our culture at least has had this sort of a negative vibe to it. Oh, pagan. Oh, you're pagan. You know, you read the scriptures, you know, uh, especially in the New Testament, they were always picking on the pagans. Ooh, the pagans are bad people or whatever. But the pagans that I've met over the years, whether it be uh, Wiccans or um, – why can't I remember the rest of them? Druids or whoever – um, really, they're just getting—they're just trying to get a little power back into their lives that somehow they lost, and they f- have found this strength by surrendering to the created, and then exploring the creator. Does that make any sense at all to you? Absolutely. Um, one one of the things that I do know is that whatever you call it, whether it be spirit or ancestors or creator or God or whatever. If in your life practice, which certainly has been mine, that when I turn to spirit, I know that I am well taken care of. I have grandmothers, what I call grandmothers, who who help me, who guide me, who um, who help me fill myself with joy. Hmm. And really, uh, you know, if if that's the most important thing for me in my life, um, and it works for me, that's that's where I'm at. I I do believe though that there is incredible there is incredible knowledge. We have plant medicines. We have things that have um that we still turn to. Now they're just in a different format and you buy them at Chopper's Drug Mart. But the but the 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 medicinal aspects still go back to the plant that is uh, grown somewhere in the soil that we hopefully you know good soil that we have so yeah. it still always comes back to that seed of the tree it still always comes back to that yeah. Jani Lozon is here in studio the website is J-A-N-I-L-A-U-Z-O-N or if you're American Z uh, L-A-U-Z-O-N dot com Jani Lozon uh, she is this week's recording artist on uh, live on the Drew Marshall show devoted solely to the art of music uh, Jenny, let's do another song. What do you What do you want to do? You bet. So, you want to do the track um, song or the yeah, uh, or no. something else in the drum? Yeah. Why don't we do one more drum song? You bring out your banjo. Yeah. What do well, you got? You know, I would, but I I would have brought my guitar, but I'm a terrible player. I can't. It's like bubble gum. I can't. You know, I can't sing and chew at the same no, time. No, I find it very hard to. <laughs> I do. Can I just for yeah. our radio listeners? Yeah. This drum is covered in dead animal. This is an elk skin. Yeah. So let's see the so, back of it, because when you were drumming last time, something was—it felt like something was rattling. What would would okay. that be? Maybe just a ring on so, the on the gut gut um, string. So actually, what's happening is that something over here is vibrating. vibrating. Okay. Uh, because of the um, the bass on the that bass, drum, the bass in this powerful, drum. Yeah. powerful. Yeah. So Let's—I just so, want to hear that drum, just the drum. You know. So this is. Listen to that thing reverberate. Yeah. yeah. So because this is an elk skin, it's a thicker skin. A lot of uh, traditional drums are made out of deer hide, which is a thinner um, hide, and so it's a higher pitch. But yeah. this, is, this is an elk, so it's, it's, um, and it's a female elk. So it has a, a, a very, um, very low tone. and Very naggy and, tone. And lots uh, of, hey, uh, I am uh, so going to get my butt kicked. You're going to get your butt kicked. <laughs> <laughs> I would uh, I would use another word yes. instead of naggy. Yes. I would say powerful. Okay. And I was uh, that's not the word. I was strong. Okay. Yes. And uh, 
I'm in trouble. Not to, in the right direction. not to be messed with. Yeah. No. Okay, I got it. Yeah. I got it. I will shut up and let you the, do this uh, next Sorry, song. the female wrestler. I can't remember what you called her. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> big Country Raw. Big Country Raw. Right this there. Is, this is Big That's Country Big Country Raw, right Raw baby. Yeah. Um, so uh, when, when Stephen Harper... Um, Oh, did a big public um, TV thing about the uh, official apology to everyone except for in Labrador and Newfoundland, which makes my eyes roll. Um, several of us were uh, commissioned to write a song um, in our response to uh, uh, the apology and the idea of what reconciliation would, would mean to us. And so um, you can imagine, uh, if you can... Uh, you know, some beautiful guitar, some piano, and a chorus of women singing with me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it would be good. <laughs> okay, okay. All right, we've Just got that imagination. Couldn't fit them in the studio. No, <laughs> no. And this song is called? It's called Reconciliation, oh. or sometimes I call it Reconciliation. I like it. Uh, I like it a lot. It's uh, it's actually Reconciliation. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. Again, live on the Drew Marshall Show, Jannie Lozanne. Some people say I'm crazy I say it's generational memory It's true my father was driven there It's just a Sunday drive somewhere His mother leaves, he's told to stay She never liked me anyway Some people say I'm crazy I say it's generational memory It's true my father played piano there The only language that we shared My father locked his heart away He never spoke about it anyway Could this be what I've waited for? Is it for real or just a metaphor? A simple sorry witness bear Could ease the pain to heal again Ending generational pain Some people say I'm crazy I say it's generational memory It's true bad things were handed down But resolution can be found if truth is honest and sincere And loud so that my father hears Is this what I've waited for? Is it for real or just a metaphor? A simple sorry witness bear could ease the pain to heal again Ending generational shame
All right. It all works. Yeah. It all works. Um, okay, so this is a, maybe a good time for me to start wandering into the awkward territory that I probably shouldn't wander into. You know when <clears throat> ignorant white people, <laughs> Tim, uh, will will say things like, oh, like Homer, uh, like Homer, yeah, <laughs> we'll say things like apology. Oh man, like well, how does that? Why? Yeah. What is it with words? And I didn't do it. Why do I have to apologize? And oh my, they, we just don't, we don't get it. Well, a lot of uh, well, first of all, it's a word, and the, the English. We, you know, one of the elders that I was working with, he said, you know, English is. English is a lying language. You can say, you can ask somebody, how, you know, how are you? And you can say, I'm fine. And you, you're means, lying. That you can know, mean it's 73 like, different things. Yeah, yeah. And it's not, and so a lot of indigenous languages are descriptive languages. Like you, in order to answer that question, you actually have to describe exactly how you're feeling. We use, there's a lot of metaphor, there's a lot of visual images. It's a descript, they're descriptive languages. So some of the elders called English the lying language. And I, and so words like apology are really, are really problematic because it's just a word. Um, and it's not even, I mean, to apologize is a verb, but, um, but it, it's, it's, it's also, it, it's a lie in a way, unless there is action attached to it. And I think that's the thing that's the challenge is that, um, you know, especially with the Harper government, uh, you know, a month before the a big apology, they uh, completely wiped out a bunch of um, education, language education money that had been funneling into the north. And then a month later, we have this big apology. So I think it would be great if uh, we could just see that education money uh, that goes towards making sure that Indigenous languages are, are, um, are uh, you know, being taught yeah. and, and continue to being taught. That's more interesting to me. But we do have a teaching uh, about seven generations ahead. So the idea is that uh, every action that you take now reverberates forward into seven generations. And so I get that it's tough to go, you know, it's not me, it wasn't me, I'm not a part of it. Um, but we do need to think back seven generations to go, what were those decisions made? Were they made by my ancestors? We, we th and, and if they were, then you are a part of it. You also should be a part of it because every newcomer who comes to Canada is now on Indigenous land. And that land is, um, holds those memories and holds that, um, holds that trauma as well and really in order to move forward. So I'm going to put it this way because I really am about joy. <laughs> um, in order, again, uh, uh, an elder that I worked a lot with, his name was Sam Ozamak, he was Odawa, and from the Wikwamakong Reserve in uh, Manitoulin Island, he said, you know, in order for Canada to actually grow as a country, we have to feed the roots of the tree. Because when you want a healthy tree, you have to feed the roots. Well said. And so um, indigenous people in this country are the roots of the tree, and so they need to be fed. Mm. And if they are, and when they are, then this, this country that we call Canada will be healthy. Mm. Really well said. Really well said. Jani Lozon is here in the studio. Her website is uh, J-A-N-I-L-A-U-Z-O-N.com. Uh, she is, of course, a Juno-nominated singer-songwriter, Gemini award-winning puppeteer, Mr. Dress-Up, uh, and other things, uh, award-winning screen actress, multi-nominated stage actress, filmmaker, and just uh, all-round, I don't know, how do you, what's the And a mom. One? 
and a mom. Yeah. That's that's all you needed to say. That's, She's that's a mom. sort of usurps all of those it other things. It does. <laughs> Jenny will be performing at Ken Whiteley's Gospel Brunch uh, tomorrow afternoon, uh, along with some other people. And this, uh, let's see, the brunch is from 1 and music starts at 2. So go to HughesRoomLive.com, HughesRoomLive.com and get your tickets. And, Fantastic uh, venue. And Ken, venue. Ken's such an amazing person. He's, uh, he's produced two of my albums. And yeah. Uh, just a, an amazing man to work with. And uh, Sadie Buck is coming yeah, from Six right. Nations, yep. and Twin Flames are coming from Ottawa. It's going to be a great lineup. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Well, I will be there as well. I like to, That's my new church, by the way. Yee. Ken Whiteley's uh, God, that's gospel. The to, that's uh, a place to be on a Sunday. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah it is. Last time I did that, I went to, to Ken Whiteley's uh, gospel thing at uh, Hughes Room Live, and then I went to a live wrestling match. Ah, all in one day. It was weird. Just a weird day. All right, um, this song is beautiful, it is, and it's it, but it's a nice long song too. So that's going to actually take us right out of this segment, and we'll fade out and then uh, hit hit into the commercial break. Um, Jenny, tell us about this song. So I wrote this song uh, for my father, actually. Who, um, well, so the complexity of all of this is that um, I'm sure that a lot of your listeners have heard, um, or they might have heard that. Uh, with the residential schools or what they called industrial schools um, you know a lot of the children were forced to go but in my father's case he was actually driven there by his parents and uh, and told that he was um, going for a Sunday drive and then they dropped him off and left him there so it's it makes it a, a complex uh, 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 generational memory and so I wrote this song uh, for my father and uh, and for all of the children who were uh, who went through that experience you know being taken from the home and taken from family and taken and just I was just thinking about how uh, lonely they must have felt and yet when they were there what did they look to what did they think of how did they make it through where where did they gather their strength so it's a song that kind of has both of those energies to it beautiful beautiful again uh, for the last time but maybe she'll come back and visit us again Jenny Lozon here on the Drew Marshall show Thank you. 